What's up, everybody? It's CSJ Can't Stop Jamal. And tonight, we're drinking at Moe's. What a better place. There's no better place than to drink at Moe's. Come on. All right, everybody. Taking time out before we get this show started. That uh, I want to thank Reaper Apparel for having Drinking at Moe's be a brand ambassador for their clothing line they got good stuff they got t-shirts they got hoodies they got beans they got lots of great stuff encouraging everybody to break out of their comfort zone live their best self and hey it's something i try to live every day now be sure when you go and you're finishing filling out your order use the code drinking at mo's get 10% off and the link and the code will both be in the description. Let's fucking go. All right, everybody. Welcome drinking to Mo's big Mo here. Once again, you know, the drill by now, YouTube like subscribe, share, comment, all that good stuff. Helps me with that pain in the ass YouTube algorithm. Hate the damn algorithm. Where most places you can find your audio podcast too. Leave a review there. Always helps. I love seeing it. Today, I'm excited to have with me Jamal Starks. Can't stop Jamal. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm glad to be here. We had a little audio issues in the beginning, but we got that figured out. We're yeah, here yeah, now. We- we got it figured out. We're all got good. Out. We're smart guys. I, I like to think I'm all right. I mean, <laughs> do, do, doing math in my head, not always my strong subject, but I, I do all right besides that. There we go. But, yeah, I've had some great stuff over the last year involving wrestling, including to getting the meat. A handful of my favorites, including some of the people that I've had uh, autographed figures from. I, I like buying them not already signed. I like going up, meeting them, and boom, having that story. Yeah, there, there's nothing like just getting the authentic signature from it. You know, if you buy it and you didn't even meet the person, then what's the point, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Because, yeah, I've been lucky enough. Well, technically more than a year ago with some of them, but with, like, Swerve and Keith Lee. Mm-hmm. Head Shrinker Fatu, Rikishi. Mm-hmm. Drew McIntyre, Kushida, Rich Swan, John Morrison, and the Taya Valkyrie, uh, Lance Archer, and uh, Hangman Page, and then Jeff Cobb. Oh, yeah, that's quite the collection. Quite the little collection. Yeah, I'm not anywhere near the like Matt Cardona level, but I, <laughs> I don't think I don't think any of us are ever gonna get there. Yeah, yeah, that would. Uh, I, think, I think he wins that. Oh yeah, no, he he's got that by a mile, yeah, or more. But uh, first thing I like to start off with each guest with is what got you started as a fan. And then what got you deciding to make that leap into the business? Ooh, so as a fan, I, I remember 
I think my earliest wrestling memory, my uh, my next door neighbor had SmackDown versus Raw 2007. Mm. So uh, we used to play that like every week. And then there was one day we turned off the game and uh, turned on the TV and literally the first thing on was SmackDown. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm hooked. Like, this is it right here. It's like peak television. Um, the first match that was on TV was like uh, it was like Booker T and Kane, Falls Town Anywhere, qualifier Ooh. for uh, Money in the Bank. Oh my gosh, I was like hooked at that point. And yeah. it was like, I think I think what's cool about it is like because like they were going through that phase of turning into the PG era, you know. Like yeah. it was cool because like I was a kid around that time, and then right when it's, the product started to go like eh, the the indies started booming, and I found the indies around that time. So like my fandom just never died, so it was it was quite nice to watch. Yeah, quite the time to uh, get started being a fan. I know uh, for myself, as far as independent wrestling, I didn't get started on that until like two thousand nine, mm-hmm. and I was actually stationed in San Diego, and just Googled pro wrestling in San Diego, and then boom, show popped up. I'm like. I know I don't got to be on base at that time. I am going. And <laughs> here I am. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I, I remember because like, I think by the time I was in fifth grade, I think I've made up my mind. I'm like, it's just like not a dream. Like this is exactly what I want to do. And so it's like every move I made going forward from that point, I was just like, I have to be a wrestler. I have to be a wrestler. I have to be a wrestler, you know? And, um, and then it got to the point where it's like, I'm in adulthood and like, I can make the decision for myself. And now it's like, okay, now I need the money to do it. Now I need the money to do it. It gets, it gets to the point where it's like, okay, now I have the money to do it. I have no more excuses, you know? So, uh, so that's when I decided to make the jump. Cause it was just like, it was just a set plan since I was a child, since I was a child. That, that is good to be able to have that mindset where it's like, you just knew from way back then because yeah i've i've thought about it here and there but then back injury in the navy happened and getting back here there was a weird situation where i almost i almost went through with it but then you you know you hear those stories of people uh Faking a pregnancy to get to somebody. Yeah. I ran into that. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So that caused that little. So I figured, you know what? I have this idea for the podcast. I can share what's uh, been a love of mine for most of my life. Mm-hmm. And hell i've been to uh the podcast we've got to be a part of a fan fest at a show for warrior wrestling out of chicago so so i i've got to be little bits here and there so you know if i couldn't be in the ring i'm getting to do something right 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 it's like i feel like a lot of people it's just like uh it's a really big dream for them, but it's always, it's always scared to take that first step to, to uh, make the jump to be a pro wrestler. Cause like there was a majority of my life, right? Like I think 
growing up, I was trying to convince myself that I wanted to do this or I wanted to do that instead, but nothing just felt like nothing felt right. Cause like in my, in my head, I'm like, I have to be a wrestler. Like this is what I have to do. Oh yeah. And I can, I can imagine. Yeah. You have those other things, but then your mind always goes back to that first thing, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, wrestling it, your mind always goes back there. So it's like, okay, my mind keeps going back there, so I guess that must be the thing that I need to be doing. Right, right, right. And curious thing that I had with the Can't Stop Jamal, where, like, I love a good origin story, especially (laughs) in wrestling. Where did that come up? Oh, my gosh, it's actually a hilarious story. So I love it. Let's go. So back before I debuted, like I, I had my gear and I was like, I was waiting on, uh, you know, I was training at um, Jesse Hernandez School of Hard Knocks at the time. And a few of the guys that uh, I was training with, like uh, I had my gear and like I was just hanging out with them or whatever. And they hadn't seen me in my gear. So I put my gear on so they could see it. And uh, one of the guys that was there, um, he went on uh, Quincy Elliott. He went on to be Quincy Elliott. Um, he was training me at the time, and he looks at me and he goes, "Man, those tights are so shiny because I had these shiny black tights." He was like, "You look like a disco dancer, right?" And he just started calling <laughs> me like, like Michael Jackson. I'm like, "This guy, right?" And then, and uh, and he was like, "Man, you just like, you want to dance?" So, so he he just started calling me like Carlton Smith too, like from uh, Fresh mm. Prince, right? Yeah. So he's like you know what, that'll be your name. It'll be Carlton Smith Jackson, CSJ. So that just became like an inside joke between the group. And then uh, when it became time for me to debut, they're like, okay, you have to have a shirt that has CSJ just for the guys, right? And I was like, I don't know what this, I don't know to put on the shirt. And one of them, uh, my friend Michael Badwolf, he said, oh, just put Can't Stop Jamal, that's it. And so once I left Jesse Hernandez School of Hard Knocks and uh, I started working at uh, Fist Combat for a little bit, uh, he asked me what my name was. I was like, ah, oh, screw it. CSJ can't stop Jamal. And that's basically how it was born. And uh, I just took it and ran with it. That is interesting. You know, you bring up the whole Michael Jackson thing. That got me thinking that there is a little time, if I can remember the the exact lyrics, but that one song where it's like, don't stop till you get enough. <laughs> you know, I I never I never connected the two. That'd be a a good little full circle moment. <laughs> yeah, like I was as you were saying that, I'm like, I started humming it in my head, and I'm like, okay, I gotta bring this up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is that's funny. <laughs> yeah, it was like when I was uh, doing my homework, putting the notes together. I wasn't really thinking about that until you brought up Michael Jackson. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. So I, and I never really thought of myself of having like a name, like can't stop Jamal, but I feel like it's like the perfect name. Cause it's like, I, uh, every time I meet people, like just walking around on the streets, they're like, Oh yeah. And I, and they find out I'm a wrestler. It's like, they go, what's your name? I'll go, Oh, can't stop Jamal. They're like, huh? I'm like, yeah. You know why? Cause they can't stop me. <laughs> it, it, it fits. Right, it's, you know, good mentality, you know. 
when right. you know people coming at you trying to take you down, trying to take a title away from you, and you'd be like, you "Can't stop Jamal." <laughs> and I and it's so funny because I joke with people. I'm like, I have this heel persona, can't stop Jamal. But the best part is he has a losing record. So like, <laughs> so it's like, you know what? You might have beat him, but. He hasn't been stopped yet because he will be back and he's going to beat you down the line eventually. Get his get back. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> a good, that's a good good way to go about it. I Oh, God. A little off topic as far as the wrestling stuff goes, but dang, the, the Michael Jackson thing brought up another damn memory of uh, the uh, South Park episode where they M- Michael Jefferson changed into town. <laughs> yeah, the whole that whole episode. Kind of my wishing tree. <laughs> and then the whole part where he's playing the uh, that cold got your nose thing with his kid, and then his uh-huh. kid goes to do it to him and rips his nose off. Rips his whole nose off. Yeah. Oh God, I love that damn episode. <laughs> God dang. And hell, I was actually in, I had just got to San Diego not all that long when Michael Jackson actually passed away. Oh, really? Like, I remember getting off of work early, so I went back to my barracks room to take a nap. I got up to watch some TV before the, before the nap, he was just in the hospital. But mm-hmm. then I get get up, watch TV again. But he's dead. Yeah, that, it was crazy. I remember. I remember it too because at that time, I think my family was living in Georgia at the time, and um, I think I can't remember if it was the same day or the day before. We just gotten my dog, so that I, it's always I connect the two. It's like when Michael Jackson passed away, I got my dog. And he's like hovering around me right now. <laughs> he's like trying to listen in on the podcast too. My no, nope. hey. what 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 breed of dog you have? I have a boxer king. Okay, okay. Yeah, my my mother in law waving in his face every time he starts barking. <laughs> my mother in law used to have a boxer. My wife and I have at the moment we only have one uh, English bulldog. Mm-hmm. Love, love that guy. He, I leave the door open. I record in my basement. I leave the door open in case he wants to come down. But that happens every once in a while. Mm. Now, getting back into the wrestling side of stuff, when it comes to California, it's, I think it's no secret. It's considered one of like the meccas of independent wrestling. You know, mm-hmm. it's California, and then there's a couple spots on the East Coast. Um, and with the sheer amount of promotions, personalities out there, what is one thing that you do or that you found hard to set yourself apart from everybody? Because especially with that much out there, I can see it being maybe not so easy sometimes to set yourself apart. Mm-hmm. Um, I think 
like coming up, it was it was very difficult because like you said, like the talent pool is just like massive, dude. And like even like um just California's California alone is massive, but you also have people coming from like Northern California down to SoCal. You have people from Vegas coming to SoCal, Washington, Arizona, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's, it, it's very difficult to set yourself apart. Um, I think what I tried to do best was just I tried to be myself as much as I can because there's honestly not going to be another you out there as long as like you're uniquely yourself. So I, I think um, once I started to understand the concept of like taking yourself and turning it up to 100, as cliche as that sounds, you know, um once i started to really understand that concept it was like oh okay now I can, i'm starting to kind of get it you know what i mean because like yeah. once you start being yourself and incorporating more of what's uh truly who, of like who you truly are then um it becomes a lot uh more fun and it feels very very natural uh when you're delivering your performance to the crowd oh totally gives gives that authentic feel you know people mm-hmm. can sense that that is truly you as opposed to just playing some off the wall, nowhere near you sort of character. Right. 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 I can, I can get that. And yeah, but California was where I got my start watching independent wrestling, you know, getting to see guys like though Adam Pierce, when he was the NWA champ Mm. at the time, I saw him a whole bunch I'm trying to think of who else notable. Uh, Joey Chaos from Santino Brothers. Mm -hmm. He was in like PWG and all those promotions. I, I, uh, when I started watching independent wrestling, I think the first like full indie show that I watched was uh, a pirated uh, version of uh, Mystery Vortex 2. And that card was just, it was like the most perfect card. It's like, looking back on it just the amount of talent that went on to like the big stars in like wwe and aw roh and all that. it's just insane like how much star power they had on that card back then you know mm. yeah no definitely and hell you got a little bit better of a start than i did on indie wrestling watching mine my first show was actually a elementary school fundraiser (laughs) and it was right before their the promotions big uh their version of wrestlemania Uh and that was my second ever show and that's where i got to see joey chaos for the first time Mm. got to see him a handful of times and good lord trying to think of who else i'm uh akira tozawa ran through that promotion at one point Oh, God. Yeah, it, it's been a while. Mm-hmm. Been a while, but yeah. Fun memories for me there. Now, something that I, I wanted to bring up with you because it was kind of funny for me trying to do the my homework for the episode. When I went to Google you, you, you came up like your pro wrestling tea store, but then what came up more was you know a guy from my favorite team here james stark a, <laughs> a football player 
Uh-huh. But then also Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks. <laughs> yeah, that came up, and I'm like, okay. Like, I was able to fish through what I needed to get stuff for my notes. But then I'm like, good Lord, there's so much here for these other guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm still working on, like, trying to get my name out there. Hopefully, like, one day you'll be able to Google my name and just, like, a ton of information comes up on me. You know what I mean? That would um, be awesome. Yeah, we're just we're, we're grinding every single day trying to make this happen, you know? Oh, yeah. Nope, I'm definitely been in that mode a bit myself when I realized how close to the 200th episode that I was getting. I'm like, oh boy, I'm going double hard now, man. I am like, I'm not taking a break until I get that one recorded. Mm-hmm. And well, as Here we of, are. as of this episode, we're one closer and my Speaking of my dog earlier, starting to make some noise. Up. Oh, I know what he's doing. I know exactly what he's doing. His water dish. Sometimes he gets a little too excited when he's drinking uh-huh. and then flips it over and then he's trying to get more out of the... <laughs> he's a weird dog, but I love him to bits. Yeah, we all love our dogs. No, I, I think... They, they're all like they're all they all have like their own unique little personalities and quirks like uh like my dog for instance uh he'll drink up all his water and when he's done but he wants more start tapping his bowl it's like ding 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 and it's like i'll come down and it's like his bowl's like halfway across from where it's supposed to be and he's just staring at me i'm like okay I, I get it i'll go get you more water yeah i i def my dog upstairs he definitely has little things like that like i know when he needs to go out to do his business, when like he will have gone from just laying there and napping to uh-huh. all of a sudden he's sitting up and he's staring at me, <laughs> just staring at me like, okay, come on. And then the moment I get up right to the door. Yep. Or when I'm petting him and I stop and I'll start pawing at me like, hey, I didn't tell you to stop. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, God. I Lots of stories I could tell about him. Now, we kind of talked about a little bit about where you're wanting to go. What are some of the hopes you have for we're now in the new year yeah. for 2024? Uh, 2024, I just, I just want to grow. I want to keep growing. Um. I've been grateful enough to find homes in like Las Vegas, find home in like Arizona, find a home in uh, like central California. Uh, But I think, I think 2024, I really want to like solidify my travel and start going more and more different places. You know, Um, I I think the furthest I've gone so far is like Illinois. I had a lot of fun going out to Illinois. Um, Yes, my biggest goal for 2024 is travel. I want to I want to hit more promotions and uh, be able to wrestle new people. You know, no, and hell, Illinois, they got some pretty damn good independent wrestling out there. I mean, mm-hmm. my 
my friends at Warrior Wrestling, I think, are on a little bit of a hiatus right now. But then you got places like Freelance and yeah, Dreamwave is out in the Illinois area. So a lot of great stuff. So yeah, no, there's and hell. It's not like with with independent wrestling, it's not like it used to be where it seemed pretty few and far between. Now mm-hmm. it seems like no matter what part of the country you're in, you have something relatively close within like yeah. a, a couple hours. Mm-hmm. It's it's crazy because like I think um like I said, like I've been watching independent wrestling since like the boom started. So it's just crazy to see how far it's come because like it almost feels like the independent level is competing with the highest level. Whereas before it felt like the highest level was up here. The independent, independent level was down here. Now it's almost like almost an even playing field, you know, it's very fascinating. Like out in Illinois, like the Midwest is killing it right now. You know, there's a lot of great talent out in the Midwest right now too. Most definitely. Some that I have definitely said, I'm surprised that they're not signed. Like, a couple people that compete for some promotions here in Omaha, Nebraska, where I live, mm-hmm. that I'm like, I'm constantly, whenever promotions that I'm familiar with out in California are asking, oh, who do you want to see there? I'm always tagging them. Like, mm-hmm. get these guys out there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that I'm in hell. Who knows? I'm looking forward to someday getting myself back out there because I've had friends constantly telling me, Hey, you should come back out here. You always got a (laughs) place to stay. And I'm like, well, if we can figure out a time and a show, then yeah, let's do it. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of good shows. I want, I want to get back to uh, San Diego a little more. I I haven't been out there in uh, it's almost been a year since I've been to the San Diego area. It'd be fun to go back out to San Diego. I consider that place like a second home. Mm-hmm. Definitely a special place in my heart. Like, hell, I've been a huge Padres fan for most of my life, ever since the days of Tony Gwynn and Trevor Hoffman and all those guys. Mm-hmm. So getting to actually go to the games on a regular basis, I was like, I was in heaven. <laughs> With the bars all surrounding the field and everything, you're like, yep, this is it. <laughs> yep, yep, Definitely. All right, now I have two categories here that I like to round off the show with. First one's a bit of a name game where I give you the name of somebody, you give me some quick thoughts on the person, and you know I try to theme it towards the guests as much as possible. And with the California connection here, I figured each of these guys has uh, got that California connection as well. Okay. First one, doing his thing back with the Impact or TNA or whatever the hell they're calling themselves now, Frankie Kazarian. Uh, Frankie Kazarian. It's funny. I uh, I shared a locker room with him once, and then he came out. I was training out uh, Jesse's a few months ago, and he came out there with his wife, uh, Tracy. Hmm. And, um, yeah, he's a great talent. I mean, I would love to share the ring with him one day. Uh, like world traveled, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it, it's it's insane, like the amount of contribution he's given to the business 
and like he can still go in the ring too. Oh, totally. Yeah, he's really, really good. Yeah, yeah. Chad, he's like up there on the list for sure. Oh, totally. Yeah, this uh, this run with uh, I guess we'll just stick with TNA now. Mm-hmm. This run that he's having with them, well, maybe not so much productive on like amount of titles. He definitely seems to have had a bit of a resurgence. Like the the life has been breathed back into him in a yeah. way. Yeah, and especially like with them rebranding back to TNA, it's like he has to feel like he's back home, you know? Yeah. Like, like uh I know when they when they rebranded to Impact, I, I don't know what that must have felt like for him, but like to have came up in TNA, made your name with TNA just for the history to almost be erased. I was just talking to uh, my girlfriend the other day and it's like it's insane that like TNA is where they're at now because they were they were literally on the verge of just like total collapse yeah they were just about there yeah so it's crazy to watch like uh like an impact pay-per-view from like 2018 19 as recent as that to where they're at now it's it's quite awesome quite awesome oh yeah the quality they've always had the talent there Mm -hmm. but the, the quality of like from the production to it just seems like the talent there now just take not that they didn't back then but they just seem to be taking so much more more pride in where things were to how they are now right just thinking about that and that carrying into you know their matches and everything i've always Mm -hmm. said that they are a criminally underrated product right now. Oh, definitely. Like, if they had the TV deal that WWE or AEW has, oh, boy, they'd be giving people a run for their money. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, And I think what, what's great about that promotion, too, is, like, they're very... They're... I feel like they're more progressive than, like, um, like say, a WWE or an AEW... Even an AEW, for instance, because, like, You'll you'll see them like go to the lengths to like have those crazy character storylines, but also like have those crazy work rate matches, but also have like a little sprinkle of like intergender wrestling every now and then. You know what I mean? That and yeah. that's something that you don't see at those uh, like AEW or WWE. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and no, and like no matter how ridiculous it gets, people are still going to tune in to watch it. You know? Oh yeah. No, I definitely became more familiar when I started listening to some of the, the fightful host shows that they do. And then I'm like starting to think, man, I should get back into this because I'd see clips here and there. And then I ended up becoming a member on their YouTube channel where like the night that it airs on regular TV they got like the no commercials episodes where it's like, and I'm I'm loving it. It was and it, you know what? It was like only less than two bucks a month. So I'm mm-hmm. like, that price for that quality? Um, yes, sign me up. Yeah, yeah. I I got into TNA very early. I I, I was like flipping the channels when I was a kid, and it, uh, they had Impact on Spike. So I got into TNA mm. around. 
like uh awesome kong was there taylor oh. wilde was there main event mafia was there you know so it, it's it's really cool to see like again where they were to where they are where they're at now you know yeah they definitely like, had the- definitely been a roller coaster for them but they're there i was just about to say that that they've mm-hmm. definitely been through that bit of a roller coaster ride but man, they're riding on a high right now, and I'm yeah, excited. Definitely. All right. Now, next person. If I did not mention this person in this name game category, some people would probably think I was nuts because he's pretty much synonymous with Southern California. Ray Mysterio. Ray Mysterio. <laughs> this man is. What? So Ray Mysterio. So I was at WrestleMania night one, uh, the night that he wrestled Dom, and I think just the presence of Ray Mysterio just transcends wrestling because, like, I, like have you ever been to any like uh, like local lucha shows? I have like, in San Diego, right? Like, it's a whole different type of crowd than like you know like say like maybe like a socal pro wrestling show you know what i mean um i think it's crazy because once once the bell rang you know it felt like the entire sofi stadium just turned into a local lucha show you know (laughs) what i mean just that crowd you know what i mean so the energy that he brings is is just it's beyond wrestling ray mysterio is like a true legend oh most definitely i've not have the opportunity to get to meet him, but yeah, seeing him go from you know triple A to ECW to WCW and all the way through you know going through uh Lucha Underground into New Japan and then back to WWE, right? He has been everywhere and has just been wowing audiences the entire time, right? And it, it's crazy because, like, even like when he got released back in, when was that, like, 2015, I think? Somewhere around there. Somewhere around there. It's like, I think everybody would have thought that he would have just, you know, gone off maybe, like, an ambassador or whatever. He, like, went to the Indies and started killing it there, dude. Like, Mm -hmm. he was, like, everywhere. And it's like, how is he still doing this at this level to the point where they're like, oh, we have to take him back now, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, it's been crazy. All right, now... This one, I guess the next guy, I had I almost forgotten that he had that California connection. And he's definitely been, uh, for the lack of a better pun, because, I mean, it's in his name, Powerhouse Hobbs. Mm-hmm. It's funny. So he he's from, uh, I believe, Palo Alto. Yeah, and that's up in uh, Northern California. I I spent a good amount of time up in that area, not necessarily in Palo Alto, just in that Northern California area, you know. So it, for him, it's like it's it's really cool to see someone come out from Palo Alto, just like Palo Alto, California, just like such a random place, like Stanford's there. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's about it. And like. Uh, come out of there and just make it to the level that he's at. Like it, it makes me feel like someone who's at my level can uh, eventually work my way up to get there as well. Yeah. And, you know, 
more so with AEW, they definitely seem to be way more indie friendly mm-hmm. than. I mean, nothing against WWE. They've been improving, but yeah, when it comes to which promotions more indie friendly, AEW is definitely leaned more that way. Oh, definitely. I mean, like the uh, like the Bucks and uh, Hangman and all of them, Kenny, they they evolved indie wrestling and put it to the platform that it's at right now. Like we were talking about earlier, you know. So, I mean. Uh, that was their foundation. So um, I think given, given that that is their foundation, you know, um, it's nice to see that they're still like sticking to their roots in the product that they produce. Most definitely. And you know what you kind of brought up the last person I have on this list, the young bucks. Okay, nice. So the young bucks are actually from where I live. I live in Rancho Cucamonga. Um, when I was in high school, I was working at Five Guys Burgers and Fries, and Nick Jackson walked in, and I, I was like marking out at the grill. I'm like, "What do I do? What do I do?" <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was actually my very first experience with the Young Bucks, um, and like I said, like I was kind of saying with Powerhouse Hobbs, even more so with the Young Bucks, they're from the same city I'm from, um, so. Like to see their growth coming from Rancho Cucamonga all the way up to running the whole promotion, like yeah, like this is very possible. To keep it keeps it keeps me at my level motivated to keep going. You know, that is good. And you know, while I didn't have this person on this list, when you brought up SoCal Pro, that was actually one of the two promotions that got me started on watching independent wrestling had many a show there at SoCal pro. And I've always said that every time I get the chance to hype up this guy, he's like a brother to me. I'm going to take it every chance I get. SoCal crazy. SoCal crazy. He is such he, a great brother. Oh, he is such he's my dude. Brother. Yeah, it's crazy. I haven't been able to actually work with him yet. I, I think uh, we we've been working same promotions like like for the past, ever since he came back. Um, we've been working the same promotions. I keep seeing that shows. It's like okay, when are we gonna work, brother? When are we gonna work? So I'm I'm really hoping that 2024 is gonna be the year that I get to like lock up with SoCal Crazy. That that'll be a good one. I know. I I talk with him. Every every now and then, he's definitely been making up for lost time. Mm-hmm. And hey, I'm not saying that in a bad way. With everything that that man has been through, mm-hmm. he he deserves to you know just go full force at it. A thousand percent. Yeah, I saw uh, a few months ago he wrestled uh, Vito. <laughs> Here he goes again. Uh, <laughs> A few months ago, he wrestled Vito, and like they they absolutely killed it. They killed it. Yeah. Oh yeah, and you know, getting to be a part of a training class there at the New Japan LA Dojo. Mm-hmm. When I saw that picture of him with the group, I'm like, I couldn't help but just start doing a round of applause just looking at the picture. I'm like, oh my god, I proud moment right there seeing that yeah definitely 
Yeah, definitely. All right. Now I have some random questions. Some might be wrestling related. Some might not be. Some <laughs> might have absolutely nothing to do with anything we've talked about. That's why it's random. Yes. All right. And here I give you the question. You give me first answer. It pops in your head. First one I have, the one I like to lead off with because it leads into some entertaining stories. Craziest in-match moment for you. Oh, craziest in-match moment. Um, so, I think the craziest in-match moment I've had, I think, so... I had a dog collar match. Uh, back I think in, I saw clips of that. Yes, I had a dog collar match back in September with uh, phenomenal po- talent, Papa Yase, phenomenal talent. Um, and I th- just like that entire match just sticks out to me. It's probably just like the craziest, the craziest time I've had in wrestling because, uh, like, the energy, the energy that. I was giving, he was giving right back to me. The crowd was just like hooked the whole time, you know? And like, it's a freaking dog collar match, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, the the dog collar matches have definitely been coming back into a bit of prominence with some of the stuff from like AEW as like, you know, MJF having it, that big one and yeah, God, some intense stuff. And yeah, I can see how some crazy moments can come from something like that. Yeah, because it's like, like uh, when we started out, it was like a weird adjustment. It's like, oh my gosh, this chain is like getting in the way, getting in the way. But then it's like, looking back on it, it's like, well, I mean, if it's a dog collar match, like, you know, you probably wouldn't be used to the chain being in the way. So, you know, it still works out naturally, you know? Yeah. And like, once we got in our groove, it's like, oh, we're cooking, we're cooking. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and you know, like like you said, when you have, you know, you given the energy that you are, and your opponent matching that, it just leads into magic. Like mm-hmm. you get the you get feeding off of each other, then you're feeding off of the crowd as well, and it just leads to some amazing yeah, stuff. The energy is insane. Yeah. All right. Next one I have here. I know I've talked to some people that when it comes to pro wrestling, when you're living the life of it, sometimes you might not watch so much of the current TV product because it's like, well, I'm living it. Why am I wanting to watch it? Mm -hmm. But if you have a current favorite, like current favorite out there, you know, whether it's national TV or an independent star out there that you're just a fan of their work. Mm-hmm. Um, I could actually give you like three answers for this. So um, right now, like my current, this might be a very controversial an- uh, answer, but I'm like a huge fan of Roman Reigns right now. Oh, because okay. Yeah, he is, his work right now is like he, I feel like he's perfected how to work a match properly, saving your energy, when to put what spots where, you know what I mean? Um, 
and I try to like I try to model my matches kind of after how he works a little bit. Um, I just I'm a really big fan of Roman Reigns, and I study a lot of his stuff. Um, but on the independents, my favorite right now, of course, is just Matt Cardona. I've been I've been a huge fan of him since I was a kid. I was like uh, the Z True Long uh, Z True Long Island stories. Like I was watching those from episode one. And like you know the the idea that he's on the independence right now, and like any given day, I could either share a locker room with him or even work him in a match. It's just like the child, and he's like, "Come on, it's gonna happen," you know. <laughs> like Matt Cardona, he he's um, he's definitely like worked to get the spot that he's in right now, and like, uh, oh. yeah, he's he's my favorite on the independence, and in all time, I would have to say Randy Orton's my favorite all time. Okay. I Randy mean, Orton is the perfect wrestler. <laughs> hey, the success that that man has had in the ring, I don't think there can be much of an argument with how great he is in the ring. Yeah. My only issue with him is kind of outside with the whole way he got kicked out of the Marines. Mm. Which, I mean, me being the veteran I am, but I can put that aside and acknowledge that the, the work that he's been able to do in that ring, mm-hmm. amazing stuff. Can't deny it. It's, he's such a natural in the ring. And just like the way he moves, his timing and everything, it's his execution of everything. It's just like so spot on, you know. I know some of my current favorites. One, Samoa Joe. Mm-hmm. Love him. And I'm happy as hell that he got the AEW title. Yeah. Um, the other national TV one, Kevin Owens, mm-hmm. love him. him. The work him and Sami Zayn did, and you know what? Funny thing with him, me and my family, we were at uh, Disney World a couple of years ago, and all of a sudden we're getting ready to leave. I think I dropped something or something. I bent down to pick up something. And all of a sudden, as I'm getting up, almost bumping into me, I see that T-Rex skull tattoo on his (laughs) shoulder. And I look up, and I'm like, and he's he was with his family, so I'm like, you know what? I know I saw him. I'll leave it at that. I don't want to cause a scene for his family time. But I will admit, I ran up to my wife. I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. But independent level, Matt Cardona, yeah, he has definitely proven that you that uh, getting released by WWE isn't the death nail in a wrestling career that Not it might have been back in the day. Right, because even like uh, as recently as like uh, was I think it was yesterday, Dolph Ziggler shows up in uh, New Ooh. Japan. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's like I didn't even have that on my radar. So it's like it's like I think the wrestling business right now is just it's insane right now. It's a great time to be a professional wrestler or in the wrestling business in general. Oh yeah. I know some of my personal favorites I've actually got to meet some of them because they work for Sammy Callahan's promotion Wrestling Revolver. Mm-hmm. And one is their current ch- champion right now in Jake Christ. Just the, he's been on a bit of a redemption story from, you know, 
battling addiction issues and then now he's helping other people out he's getting the shots that he is with you know being the revolver champ i've actually had him on which was Mm -hmm. pretty cool right after he the video came out of when he burned the iwa mid-south belt Mm -hmm. i had him on right after that oh nice and then some of my personal favorites that i haven't got to uh have on the show yet the second gear crew, Mance mm-hmm. Warner, uh, one called Manders and Matthew Justice. Mm-hmm. I got to see them a handful of times at Revolver, and I actually I got my picture taken with M- Mance Warner and Manders. And the thing I like to do is, next time I know I'm going to meet them, I get an eight by ten made of the picture and I get them to sign it. Yeah, I got my one of them sitting off to the side here. I'm waiting to get it framed so I can have it up behind me. Yeah, I gotta put that up on the wall. And I I love it because I got to actually joke with them in person about how I say that their matches might as well be sponsored by Home Depot with all the <laughs> with all the shit that gets thrown around. Uh huh. I told I told them your matches might as well be sponsored by Home Depot, and they just yeah. laughed and loved it. That's funny. <laughs> All right, now next, I I get a laugh out of when people talk about like big lottery jackpots and like, oh, you'd never be able to spend all that money. And I'm like, shit, you have what I like to call fuck it money, where mm-hmm. you could literally. Be like, you know what? I've never, I've always wanted this, never been able to afford it, but I sure as hell can now. Mm-hmm. Go out and get it. If you had what I like to call fuck it money, what is the first thing you'd get? The first thing I get is risk take because risk take is so expensive. <laughs> okay. Uh, Sensible I think, choice for the think, wrestling career. Yes, uh, that's an investment for sure. Um, the first thing, the second thing I would get, maybe, uh, I would get probably tickets to Japan. I, I've always wanted to, mm. you know, even if it wasn't like wrestling related, you know, that'd be, I, I feel like it'd be a very, very fun trip to go on. Yeah, I, I would have to admit that is definitely on my list of stuff I'd love to do when I was deployed. We got anchored off of Japan for a while. So, like, I could see Japan, but only a few people actually got to go on land, and I mm. one of them. Oh, well. But, yeah, no, it's been on my bucket list to – I mean, it wouldn't have to be Wrestle Kingdom, but it would be a plus. Nice. Yeah. But, like, I've seen so much of the sh- shows there in Japan, and I've seen – like, okay, dream trip. Like, if I had bucket money and I was able to do this, I've seen the YouTube videos of people that, like, they review those, like, fancy-ass, like, first-class seats where it's, like, your seat turns into a bed and then you mm-hmm. they have, like, their pod there. Yeah. I would buy one of those tickets and I'd also seen the videos of those uh, capsule hotels. Mm-hmm. I would buy the 
the plane ticket, I would stay in one of those, and I'd go to Wrestle Kingdom. Yep, that's the perfect trip. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man, I I would be in heaven. Yes. And hell, some of the stuff that they've been able to bring up, like, shit, Dolph Ziggler going by the name, he's, his real name now, popping up at Wrestle Kingdom this year. You, you never know who's going to pop up, especially yeah. when people are getting released and, you know, getting off of those non-compete clauses. Yeah, and you never know who's going to pop up anywhere at this point because it, it almost seems like uh, the quote-unquote forbidden door is just like... Busted open. Well, yeah, yeah, it's crazy because even like, um, like I think WWE is doing something with, um, is it Noah? Is he doing all Japan? That, yeah, like, all uh, Japan. Yeah, yeah. William yeah. Regal's son. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So you just never know, like wh- where the business is going to be by the end of twenty twenty four, and it can only grow from there. You know what I mean? Totally. All right. Now I would feel weird if I didn't have this question in here with a name of a show like I have. Favorite drink. Whether it be alcoholic or non, because I like to tell people just because it says drinking at most doesn't mean that it has to be alcoholic. Oh, if it has to be alcoholic, or for me, I'm going to say the alcoholic one. It's going to be 805. Okay. I feel like that is, that is like the perfect beer. Um, I have a hat, I have an 805 hat that I wear all the time. Uh, it's, it's a little lost right now, but hopefully we'll find it one day. Um, yeah, and it's funny, like, with that hat, it, it started off as a little joke, and then it turned into, like, a whole little thing with the gimmick, um, but that is actually legitimately my favorite beer, so, again, like, that's, it just came off, like, really naturally, you know? Okay, okay. Yeah. Hell, that actually just reminded me, when I had Clark Connors on, he was actually drinking an 805 while we were talking and actually his intro thing that I had him do, he mentions drinking an 805. Yep. Smart man. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I have actually yet to have one. Really? I need to find one. Well, see, well, next time you're in California, you got to hit me up and we'll go get one. Oh, we, we'll make it happen. We'll make All it right. happen. Oh yeah. No, I'm, I like to, consider myself an equal opportunity beer drinker i'm like you put it in front of me tell me (laughs) hey you need to try this i'm trying it right all right now last but not least best advice you have for anybody wanting to get into wrestling um well first save your money definitely save your money um secondly just just uh have be ready to have like really thick skin um, and know your worth because there's going to be a lot of people just because like in wrestling, there's a lot of egos, you know what I mean? Um, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to try to tear you down um, and make you feel lesser or make you feel like you can't do it. But um, you just have to stay motivated and uh, have thick skin and just realize that some people are um, the way when they're critiquing you, it sometimes it comes off, it comes off as uh, anger or annoyance or whatever, but it's just because it's, they have a lot of passion towards what we're doing. Yeah. Um, so you got to stay motivated and um, 
try to take what you can from the from uh the right people and apply it to your craft. Yeah. No, I can definitely see that because you know the wrestling world, especially right now, one of the things that can kind of rub people the wrong way is the I guess the way to put tribalism, especially with mm-hmm. the big two. Mm-hmm. And it's oh if you like them, then oh god, like I'm like, okay, dude, seriously, I'm just here to enjoy the show. And mm-hmm. like I'm because it, wrestling is subjective. Yeah. What some people love, other people won't. Like the analogy of the different flavors of ice cream. You know, you have those that like one, don't like the other. And then you have people like me that's like Put me down in front of it. I'll watch it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, being able to not take things so personally, which can be a little easier said than done sometimes. Right. And even know, with like advice that's given, always be open to like uh, trying new things because you never know what's going to stick and what's going to work. Oh um, yeah. Because like I think a lot of people come into the wrestling business with the idea that they're going to do these moves and work this style. But sometimes that's just not who they are. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So uh, just be open to try new things. And sometimes, like, you never know, you're going to have fun doing, like, maybe comedy style more so than strong style. Um, but it, it's okay to work both, but, you know, do what, do what works for you. Yeah. Like, a lot of people have told me, you know, especially when it comes to, like, different training seminars nothing wrong with taking little bits from the seminars or different bits from people that you grew up watching and just molding it into your own deal. Like what's Mm going to work for you to pay tribute to those teachers or those people that you like growing up. Right. Right. Cause like even like for myself, it's like, um, I try to implement a lot of like like the Roman Reigns style, but like I'll, I try to implement a lot of like Randy Orton style selling, or like even like sometimes the Ziggler style selling. But there's other times where it's like I I, I work in a tag team with um my my tag partner Alan Breeze. I think we're a little more comedy and be a little more funny. You know what I mean? Um, so it's okay to just branch off and be different sometimes. Um, it, we all want the business to succeed and the business to um do well. Um, right. So there's there's no point in just being negative about it when we we all want to succeed. Definitely, the more opportunities out there, the more one succeeds bre- breeds off more opportunities for everybody. Right. So the more one place is doing better, the better for everybody else. Right. If 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 you make a fan at one show, they're almost guaranteed to go to another show whether it's your show or someone else's show. So it's just, it's making the business better for everybody. Most definitely. All right. Now, before we go, where can people find you social media wise? So if they don't already have their eyes on you, they can go ahead and get them there. On Instagram and X, it's it's the same. It's can't stop Jamal. Um, two ways after the M, a lot of people forget that. Uh, so J-A-M-A-A-L. Hmm. Um, Instagram, Twitter, uh, or X, and uh, YouTube. Can't stop Jamal as well. We'll get all of that in the description. 
that is about all I have. Thank you for taking the time to talk to me tonight. And best of luck out there getting those goals for 2024. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. Glad to have you. Thank you. Mm -hmm.